When I was examining some students the other day for first certificate, FCE, speaking exam, I noticed one thing especially which most students could not do correctly. I'm referring to intonation. Intonation is where you place stress on certain words in a sentence. So, I'm not talking about pronunciation. Many of the students I was examining pronounced fairly well, but the intonation was generally quite bad. Why is that important? Well, one of the criteria that examiners use to give you a mark is on pronunciation, and that includes intonation. So, it doesn't matter how well you pronounce words, if your intonation is poor, you will lose marks. In this podcast, I'm going to offer you a model version of part three of the FCE speaking exam, the collaborative task, which will emphasize the correct intonation. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbra and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels. For transcripts, please go to practicingenglish.com. First of all, let me remind you that there are other podcasts at practicingenglish.com where you can listen to a detailed explanation of intonation and rhythm at Podcast 43, Podcast 97, and Podcast 109, all at B2 Level English. Today I'm just going to remind you of the basics, and the basics are these. We put more stress on key meaning words, and less stress on words with less meaning or importance. For example, listen to this question. What is the best way to learn about events happening in the world? What is the best way to learn about events happening in the world? The stress falls on what, best way, learn, events, happening, and world. These are the key meaning words. Without these words, it would be difficult to understand the question. In fact, if I made a sentence just with these words, I'm sure you would understand it. Listen. What? Best way, learn, events, happening, world. Words that receive stress are usually question words, adjectives, adverbs, nouns, verbs. Negative words like don't and not are also usually stressed. The words of less or no meaning 
perhaps they are just grammatical words, do not receive stress usually. In this sentence, they are is the, to, about, in the. Those words tell us nothing about the context of the question. What is the best way to learn about events happening in the world? Words which receive no stress are usually prepositions, articles, auxiliary verbs, like the verb to be in present continuous. That's why we have contractions. I'm speaking, you're speaking, etc. The verb to be in general receives, usually, very little stress, as in the question I just mentioned. What is the best way? When these words have no stress, the pronunciation often changes. I've talked about the changes that happen in pronunciation in unstressed words before. Listen to podcast 97 for that. What I want to show you today is a model part three of the Cambridge First Certificate Speaking Test with correct intonation. Perhaps not perfect pronunciation and certainly not with an English accent. Accent isn't the problem. So, today I've invited my ideal candidates. Here we have Anders from Sweden to demonstrate one of the speakers. Hello again, Anders. Hello, Mike. It's good to be on the show again. And we have Marie from France as the other candidate to partner with Anders. Nice to see you again, Marie. Hello, Mike. Lovely to see you too. And of course, we need our Cambridge examiner to control the exam. And she is Edna Bucket. Good evening, Edna. Good evening, Mike. So, listen for how key words are emphasised during this test. Listen for how meaning words receive more stress. This is a technique you should practise yourselves. You could start by coming over to Practising English, podcast 124, and reading and repeating the test as you hear it on this audio. Well, Edna, would you like to start the test? Certainly, Mike. Now, I'd like you to talk about something together for about two minutes. People often keep up to date about world news in different ways. Here are some ways they learn about events happening in the world. And a question for you to discuss. First, you have some time to look at the task. Here there's a 15 second pause. Now, talk to each other about what the best way is to learn about things happening in the world. Would you like to start, Marie? Or shall I? That's okay. I'll start. Um, well, the first option there is about watching the news on the TV. 
I would say that that must be the most common way people follow news events. I can remember seeing the news on TV even when I was a small child. I believe most people trust the news on television. Don't you think so? Well, uh, I agree with you up to a point. However, some TV news channels can be run by political parties and therefore opinions can be different. On the whole, though, I feel that TV news is fairly reliable. Now, what about uh, social media? I think the argument is different here, isn't it? Yes, definitely. We all know that uh, due to less control on the Internet, people say all sorts of things, things that we cannot trust. I know what you mean. I think they call that fake news. You're right. We can't choose that option as the best. Then we have your friends and family. What is your opinion about that? Um, on the one hand, I do learn some things from my friends and family about news events, although, on the other hand, we can't depend on these people to tell us everything we want to know about the world. You're right, of course. In fact, my parents never tell me about shocking news, you know, about violence and war and stuff. They'd prefer I didn't know about those things. They still treat me like a child. <laughs> I suppose newspapers are like you said about TV news. They can be political and so tell the news differently. Do you agree with that? You're right, of course, but if you choose a newspaper you trust, the news can be quite accurate. A good newspaper can be a reliable source to learn about news events. But as we know, newspapers are not as easy to find these days. I know what you mean about a newspaper you trust. There are French newspapers that I read and I feel I am reading the truth. Shall we go for that one as the best? Yes, that would be a good choice for me too. Thank you. Now you have about a minute to decide which is not a good way to learn about events happening in the world. Well, that one would be an easier question to answer for me. Social media is full of untruthful stories about world events, but we haven't talked about school. What are your thoughts about that one, Marie? Well, that isn't really relevant for me now as I've left school. But when I was younger, I can remember hearing all sorts of strange stories about the world from my friends. But we were only children. Yes, but I was thinking about the teachers. I remember 
we had a subject at school called current affairs. It was about things happening in the world now. But I imagine that type of lesson didn't tell you about news that was really up to date. No, no, it wasn't very up to date. That's true, but I believe what we learned was truthful. So, therefore, it wouldn't be a candidate for a source that is not a good way to learn about events, would it? I agree entirely. So, shall we choose social media? Definitely, it has to be the worst way to be well informed about world events. Thank you. Yes, thank you all for coming to the studio today. I think that will be very useful for our learners studying for the B2 exams. Until next time, goodbye for now. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. You may also enjoy my book, The Tudor Conspiracy, for B1 and B2 students. Come over to practicingenglish.com and click on the Tudor Conspiracy link. Oh, 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 oh,